It just happens. Sometimes your homeschool year is thrown into upheaval and you need to be prepared to deal with it. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill. Welcome to episode 73 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I am so glad that you're here today. Today we are talking to one of our community members, Betsy Cypress, as part of our Real Moms Plan Their Homeschool Year series. This is actually the last one in our series. And Betsy's coming on to talk about today a time in her life in the recent past when her homeschool year was thrown into upheaval by a situation in her life. And she was seeking support, couldn't find that support. And one of the reasons she's here today is to talk about how she plans for this kind of thing but also to offer support to anyone who might be going through the same situation. So we're going to let Betsy tell her story in just a minute. But before we do that, we want to let you know that Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot is still available this summer. We still have the course open and we have our all-day planning day coming up. And we would just love to have you join us. Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot is the perfect way to be prepared for any of the uncertainties that might come up in your homeschool year. You can find out more information about that at pambarnhill.com slash autopilot. And now on with the interview. Hi, everyone. I am joined by one of my community members and just a great friend uh, and a wonderful supportive homeschool mom in our community, Bet- Betsy Cypress today. Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, it is so good to have you. And I want you to start off by just talking about your family and your homeschool and how you've homeschooled for years. And then we're going to kind of dip into a different situation after that. But start off by telling us about you and your family. Sure. So my husband and I live in the state of Missouri. We have five children ranging from age 17 down to age seven. Wow. And we have homeschooled since the beginning. We actually started when our oldest was four, which I don't recommend necessarily doing that. But so this is our 13th year of homeschooling going into our 14th and we have about 11 years left to go. Wow. Okay. So it's so funny that you say that about starting at four. So your youngest child, when did you start homeschooling that one? Um, She was, I mean, she kind of got swept along into it. I find the younger kids just want to start school. Yeah, they do. But if I had to do it over again, I would probably start like real homeschooling at age six or seven. And before that, just do lots of books and lots of activities and outings and hands-on things. And, you know, 100%, you know, I never, I never fight the mom who's like, but we're sitting here all day and we need to do something together. I'm like, okay, well then let's help find you a ton of fun activities. And we've got our little explorers early education program where there are so many great things in there that they can do. But yeah, just don't do the reading and the math. Right. Okay, so you found yourself in an interesting situation in the past couple of years. So tell us a little bit about how your homeschool took a turn. So about a year and a half ago, one of my very best friends who was also a homeschool mom, beautiful homeschool mom of four daughters, became very ill very suddenly and had a rapid decline and was hospitalized. And so I, my husband and I talked with her husband and said, you know, why don't I just homeschool them until she gets better? 
So I used to be a nurse. I knew like with everything that she had going on, when she gets home, she's going to need occupational therapy and physical therapy and all these things to get better and build her strength back up to be able to take care of her, her children. And so why don't I homeschool them until she's better? And she was, uh, had to be intubated at this time. So she wasn't able to speak or make decisions for herself or something. So that was something we worked out with her husband. We started it. It was, you know, going well with um, the girls being here. And then uh, she was about to be extubated and she actually passed away very suddenly. It was horrible. Yeah. Thank you. We just love her so much. And so that turned into us continuing to homeschool the girls for the last year and a half. And um, it was the right thing to do. It was, I mean, obviously the situation with their mother passing away was horrible, but this is like in those dire circumstances, the best case scenario. And so we went from homeschooling five kids to homeschooling nine kids. Wow. And overnight. And now their dad has since gotten remarried to a lovely woman and the girls will be going to private school next year. So I'll be back to homeschooling five and then I'll have one graduate and then I'll be down to four. So it's going to be bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Right. So yeah, you went from nine to five and then you're going to be going to four. So yeah, that's uh, not many homeschool moms have that, that big of a decrease all at one time. So let's talk about this situation where you were integrating four more children into your homeschool rapidly. So was there anything out there that prepared you for that or helped with that? I mean, aside from God and, um, you know, family support, the support of my husband and parents and some other friends who are mutual friends um, of mine and, and our friend who passed away there was really nothing. It was really by prayer. I mean, I searched and searched for someone who had been through something like that. And I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but I was not able to find them. So I was actually thankful that I had done so much planning early on because even though, you know, and my friend who passed away was also a big planner mom. So she and I would talk on the phone a lot about planning and stuff. So I was already very familiar with her homeschool approach and what they were doing in their school, which was all I mean, obviously ordained by God, you know, but even though obviously I could not stick to all the plans that I had implemented from the beginning, just having that plan and that base and that springboard to jump off of helped us not to be in total chaos. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we talk about planning being preparedness, you know, and so, yeah, you weren't able to 100% work probably her plans or your plans at that point. But just the fact that you were prepared and had things that you could pull from, it meant that you weren't waking up on, you know, a homeschool morning going, what am I going to do with these nine children these days, you know, today, trying to figure it out on the fly or trying to plan it all on Sunday for the coming week or something like that. And yeah, I really think if you hadn't been in a position where you had been planned out, you Mm -hmm you maybe probably wouldn't have felt like you could even take on that responsibility. And what a blessing for those girls that you were able to do it. Yes, absolutely. And it it was a blessing for all of the kids and for me, like we had some kind of structure and, uh, you know, at first there was a lot of healing and a lot of praying and a lot of like, we were walking through things together and memories would come up and, you know, we would talk, take the time to talk about those and, 
and have happy times too and new experiences together and stuff. But so we had that, you know, they were used to a rhythm and routine. My kids were used to a rhythm and routine. And so getting back to that rhythm and routine really helped us so much. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about planning. How long you, I mean, you've been homeschooling for, you know, a good 13 years now. Mm-hmm. How long have you considered, have you always been a planner? Have you always planned everything out? I have always been like the planner kind of personality. I love checking things off when they're done and having the list and knowing, you know, what we have, what, where we're going and what we're going to be doing. But I have not always, like when I was just homeschooling our youngest I really had no idea what I was doing. I didn't, I had one friend who homeschooled, you know, I didn't, um, this was before I knew about Facebook groups or anything like that. And so um, I didn't have everything planned out at that point so much. I did more, you know, trying to implement what I knew from the public school system. Mm -hmm. But I would say I've been really, really planning for homeschool stuff. I'm probably at least eight years Okay. Eight years. And when did you find, well, how did you get introduced to the autopilot process? Was it through an ebook or a course or a book or? So I, the first book I ever read of yours was, I just forgot the title is the yellow book on Kindle. That would be plan your year. Yeah. Okay. So, um, All right. So I had been introduced to it that way, probably. And through the community, I was trying to remember how long I've even been part of your community. And I can't remember. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time, which I have to put a little plug in. I think it's the most positive place on the internet for homeschool moms. Very encouraging everything. So probably, yeah, probably through the plan your year book was how I first came to know of it. And then I really wasn't sure if I needed that um, because I thought, oh, I'm, you know, I am an organized person. I already do all these things, but you just have a lot of extra steps in there, things to think through that I hadn't thought of. And just having the community too is a wonderful piece. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because when you are, well, and I'm kind of a, a, obviously I'm a planner person myself. And so sometimes I look at other systems and I'm like, Oh, do I really need that other system? Is that something that I need? But often I can find like one or two really good nuggets in there that I walk away with that I hadn't thought about myself that can just shift, you know, change the paradigm and uh, make me feel like, Oh, this is so important. This was what I needed. Let me ask you this. What is your favorite planning step of the 10 different steps that we have? I think for me that I have lots of favorites. The most satisfying is probably, I guess, like I do a modified lesson plan list. When you talk about the lesson plan list, where I go through and we do a lot of living books in our homeschool and we do definitely use curriculum, but not as heavy on the curriculum side as some of my friends. And so I go through and pace out our books for the year over certain. And so I love doing the lesson plan list portion, you know, and getting that all ready. It makes me feel like 
okay, if we had to start tomorrow, you know, we could go ahead and do this. So, right. I love that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things too. And now the lesson plan list is kind of a replacement for the traditional grid method of laying out your homeschool week, you know, where you would sit with your week in front of you and you would say, okay, on Monday, we're going to do this lesson in science and this lesson in history and this lesson in language arts. Instead, we teach you how to make these lists that are subject list and they're independent of dates and days of the weeks. Did you ever plan in a grid before? I did very much so. And how did that work out for you? (laughs) With five kids or nine kids, it's a little rough. (laughs) Um, It can be a cruel taskmaster, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and so I could definitely see how having that many moving parts and that many kids being able to use that list to plan as opposed to that grid can bring just a little more sanity um, to your homeschool for sure. So Betsy, if somebody's on the fence about um, picking up autopilot and going through the course this summer and using some of our planning resources, what would you tell them? I mean, for me, it has been invaluable. I love it. I I come back to it all the time, make sure that I'm sticking to like my vision statement that I never thought I really needed until I took your course that went ahead and created. And that alone has saved me so much money because you go back and you check, does this really fit our vision or am I getting caught up in the exciting thing I saw on a YouTube video or like the thing that my friend is talking about in the homeschool community that I'm suddenly questioning, am I doing enough or am I doing, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough for my kids? I can go back to the vision that my husband and I wrote and looked at and make sure that before I add something else in, you know, it, it fits with that. And so that alone, I mean, if you're worried about the cost or something, that has saved me a lot of money. And the other moms in the community, I think it has saved them a lot of money too. And then just having things laid out. And, you know, if you don't end up sticking to the plan perfectly, that's okay. But you have it laid out there. You have that springboard. Um, and you may need to trim it down because you get overly zealous and eager with your planning. So perhaps you need to trim it down, but you still have your base and your structure at the end. And it really does make for a much smoother homeschool year. I would recommend it. I love it. Music to my ears, a much smoother homeschool year and saving money. I can't tell you how many times that vision has saved me money as well. So for sure. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us about planning. And I just want to let you know, Betsy is a very active member of our of our community. So if you do find yourself in a situation where anything similar to what Betsy did, where you're homeschooling for someone else or your year has just been kind of thrown into upheaval and you're looking for support, do come find us at community.pambarnhill.com because uh, we can definitely hook you up with Betsy in there and some other moms uh, because you're right, it is. And I can say that it's one of the most supportive places online because I'm not responsible for the community part. We have wonderful people who do that part and they do just such a fabulous job. Don Garrett, our community manager, and then the other members of the team over there really do make it a welcoming place. So Betsy's there. If you need to talk to her, she would like to provide the support that sh- that she couldn't find for herself. So thanks, Betsy. Thank you. 
And there you have it. Now, if you would like information about any of the resources that Betsy and I chatted about today or a link to the community at Homeschool Better Together, you can find them on the show notes for this episode. That's pambarnhill.com slash TMBH73. And you can also find information about our autopilot course there as well. Now, I will be back again in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about foreign language in your homeschool. So you don't want to miss that episode. Until then, keep on homeschooling. <laughs>